following is an Our Hero comic production. Not your, not mine, but Our Hero. Go to OurHeroComic.com for pictures of feet. Oh no, we don't. There's no feet on there, so we'll have to add them. Oh, there's other stuff. Not feet. OurHeroComic.com Everyone's asleep. Every, every, all the animals are asleep here at the Our Hero Comic Petuary. I don't know what you call it at this point. It's not a, it's not an aquarium because we've got, we used to have the turtles, so I could have said aquarium. It's mostly aquarium. Now that I think about it, we have the water plants, my two turtles, Dangerfield and George, and a ferret named Steak. Oh, I said turtles. I should have said terrapins. But, uh, 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 really, me and Steak are the only mammals holding it down here. Everything else is living in water. Uh, which I guess we are, too. There's water in the air. What a dumb thing to say. Not a water animal. Hello, fans of For Quality Assurance. This is Mike here, and welcome to a water-based episode of For Quality Assurance. This is a small podcast about small pets. My name's Mike, and I'm joined by the underwater Mondo Grass, Big Ben, by uh, Red Ear Sliders, George and Dangerfield, and by Squishy Ferret, uh, Steak. I'm, I'm a little nervous about Steak. If we want to get a little update on what's going on here on this small podcast, I'm, I'm going on a trip, and this is the first trip I've gone on where I can't bring him with me. So I'm going to have to board him. There's a little bit of a separation anxiety going on there for me. He doesn't know about it. I like to think that should he have known about it, would he, could he ha, could he know about it? He might feel it as well. Well, I wouldn't like to think that. I'd like to think he was better rounded than me. Whatever. I mentioned this last week on the show, and I've sort of avoided doing this topic because I didn't think it was unique enough to do a whole show on. Um, and I still don't really think it's unique enough to do a whole show on. I'm going to sort of update you to this. If you're interested in this, there's been a lot of really great... Um, documentaries, particularly one done by Vice, about this uh, exact topic, but I figured not everyone is as into pets as me. I, you know, that's the thing with your hobby, is there's two things about having a hobby that's sort of different and interesting, and and, and pets and the storylines of pets is, is, is more than a hobby for me, but uh, I would say in normal conversation it's a hobby, and that is, assume people don't know anything, but don't be offended when they do know. And, okay, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm not as versed as I want to be. I think there's a lot of people that really have this need to finish the story. They really want to tell you the thing. So, I so, in that same way, I didn't want to bore any, you know, hardcore pet people. So, if you've heard about koi ponds, maybe I'll make some jokes during this that are funny. Hopefully, it'll be funnier than uh, some other more angry, serious documentaries about fishes. But koi ponds, we know what koi are. If you don't know what koi are, they're, um, they're they sort of, uh, in, in, um, if you're in America, you might know them as a sort of bigger-looking goldfish. But they are um, very colorful kind of carp fish. Um, they're not kind of carp. They are carp, but if you don't, if I'm, I don't know why I started from a weird reference point. They're carp. Uh, they're small carp. They, they're, they're very pretty. They come in all sorts of colors, red, black, white, um, orange, uh, um, and they get very big and can live a very long time. Um, 
So let's start from, okay, so I have to admit something if we're going to do, we're going to start at tomscoy.com. If you haven't noticed on this show, one thing you should do is go through the sources. If you're a fan of the show and you're looking for something to do, look at the sources that I post in the podcast description. I have a really big soft spot for uh, websites that are still just using basic HTML and it's just a blank page with a few pictures on it. It's not that much different than, you know, a Word document you've put links in. I have a huge soft spot for websites like this. I love them. I love using them. Um, I try my, if you go to ourherocomic.com, it is a very fancy website in a, in a lot of ways, but in also a lot of ways, I try to make sure it feels like the most professional version of a website that is just a page. And tomskoy.com, tomskoy, T-O-M-S-K-O-I, it's perfect. I mean, it's just pictures, it's got the, and I'm sure Tom built it himself, I'm sure Tom coded himself, which a lot of people with fancier websites can't do, um. I love it. I have a big, big, big weakness for, for websites like this. Um, so I'm going to read a bunch from Tom'sKoi.com just to let you know about what a Koi Pond is. A couple of things that I always think when I see a Koi Pond is, is it's an investment. You know, I, 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 anytime I see a Koi Pond anywhere, I'm so uh, taken aback. I think it's, it's something we've managed to, to, to see casually, but it's, it's, a big, it's a bigger commitment than a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of other aquariums. You see... A, a koi pond is sort of custom. Now, I'm sure there are great companies out there that you can call up and they'll put it in, but even still, you know, you can't really just buy a koi pond from a store. And even if you could, could can, you know, even if people sell kits, I've been to a lot of pet stores, you are not going to find that kit everywhere. Um, so um, let's just, <laughs> I'm going to read exactly what Tom's uh, introduction was. I'm going to read it as elegant as possible. But koi are sort of an elegant fish. They're sort of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the elegant man's pets. A koi pond is a purpose-built habitat for those lovely fish we call, quote, living jewels, and as such differs from other garden water feature. To introduce koi into other types of water features is usually a disaster waiting to happen. Okay, wait, hold on, I have to stop. I get what he's doing. But, uh, like, like I guess he's saying, like, don't just drop fish. If you have, like, a, a, a fountain in your pond, don't just drop fish into it. But it is, he is really going to, like, the, 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 <laughs> he's going to the, to the, to either the laziest end of the spectrum, right, or the, the most ambitious end of the spectrum. Like, the person's like, I'm going to build all these crazy things in my garden and then put fish in them, or, like, I'm, or the person that's just, like, just chuck some fish in there, which, just chuck some fish in there. I, I guess is is a good thing to 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 um um. So instead of I'm gonna skip ahead. So instead of doing what so many people do, dig a hole, throw in a liner, and add water and a few fish, and call it a koi pond, we want to help you get it right the first time. Um, he calls it this chapter. So I don't know um what the difference is here, but um. He 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 makes a big recommendation right away, which I think is one of the. Uh, uh, coolest recommendations I've ever seen on any pet website ever. Yes, and it's not because I have a soft spot for Tom's website. Um, quote, and this is from an article he's quoting, so I have no idea what I am reading. Uh, not only join a club, but actively participate in all its activities so you can make time for it. I think this is a great idea. I think that I, I would have liked to have done this. You know, there's a danger in a lot of, uh, you know, 
dogs and with uh, ferrets and with hamsters in, in terms of letting animals interact. But why, why shouldn't I go out and, and meet other people, especially with aquariums where, you know, it's as simple as I might start an aquarium club. Oh, that might make me so happy to just have people and talk about aquariums with. Oh, I might do that. Okay, let's do that. Um, but let's get into setting up koi ponds and so you can get an idea of it. Um, average, he says, is 23 to 25 feet long, 12 feet to 13 feet wide, 3 to 4 feet deep. I imagine this hobby takes a lot bigger place in some of the southern towns that have more access to uh, land and uh, more seasonable climates. He doesn't address that in this, which is a mistake of Tom's website, um, which is to say where you should build a, a, a koi pond, where you, where you live in the world. Um, now, this website is a, a little outdated, but I, I will say this, is that um, it goes on to descri describe a bottom drain, which is not something that you, you really have in, in your average aquarium. This is to say that, that um, the the water gets filtered through the bottom of the aquarium. A lot of people who have gravel, the main thing that they'll do nowadays is called a gravel filter. Um, it doesn't filter the gravel. Um, what you do is it's a little vacuum, and I, I actually use it. I actually think it's a great tool to have in the house because um, it's a siphon. It's a very easy-to-use hand-pump siphon. And um, what you do is if you have gravel, this is just so you know how, how hard it is to take care of an aquarium. Let's say you don't have one because I am taking that for granted when we talk about this. Um, what people with gravel have to do is they take this little vacuum. It's, it's a siphon. If you don't know how a siphon works, gravity pulls water through a tube. So um, as the water goes up, it may creates suction and pulls it down through a tube. Um, and you have to go through and filter the, the, the gravel out. Essentially, the waste that fish produce and, and turtles produce and water animals produce is about the same uh, consistency as water, but the rocks are very heavy. So this gravel filter will suck up a little bit of the gravel, but it will stay mostly in this tube. And the, 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 the waste and leavings will come through the end of the water into a bucket. So anyone that does gravel and you think, ooh, that's so elegant, there's no, it really isn't a lot of filtering. You, you can do some underwater filtering. And in a koi pond, you can, I guess you can have this bottom drain that allows you to do it, but it's exposed. I mean, it's just out as far as I can see. There's some safety features, but if there's gravel, someone's going in there and sucking up junk from the gravel. I have seen people, and I have experienced it, where you say, oh, I don't need to do it. And then weeks later, or months later, because it just hasn't been stirred up, something happens, you need to move the, the tank. Oh, no, you know, there's, oh, 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 got to slide the tank slightly. And then you see it, it all shakes loose, and, and that's, when it's, that's when it's really bad. Um, he goes on to really, on Tom, and I'm assuming the guy's name is Tom, which is sort of silly of me. Um, he goes on to give some really great tips, um, uh, things that look good, uh, uh, some do's and don'ts, some, some tapes, the materials you'll need, which I years ago discovered aquarium glue, and although it requires you know, proper fil uh, air filtration and, and really being safe with it, um, aquarium people have really great tools for the stuff they do, and they know what they're doing. Um, and you can't do it with anything else. Uh, so we'll definitely put that on the site. But I guess the other side of this is, um, and what most people cover, is that koi fish breeding has become uh, not just a hobby, but a, a sort of pedigree hobby. Um, there are pure breed fish. People do want the lineage of their fish. Um, and, uh, for example here, 
thisismoney.co.uk. Also, another thing you might notice on the show, if you're a long-time listener, a lot of these articles come out of England and the UK. Um, Now, uh, they're talking about investing in and making money from a koi uh, farm in this article that I'm also going to put up here. you know, usually the reason that people write these articles is because someone will spend an exorbitant amount on one fish. Um, and you should, if you've never done this, go and find those articles. I'm not going to, I don't like those articles, so I'm not going to post it. But look up most expensive koi ever or whatever it is. They are beautiful fish. They are. They really are beautiful. But I will also say this. After you do that, then go look up just koi and carp and realize that breeding and pedigrees and things like this, it's all about very specific things these breeders can do. It's all about very specific traits that people start to like. We mentioned in the shrimp episode, these polka-dotted shrimps were selling for thousands, these tiny little, uh, you know, uh, uh, fry, these little shrimp, um, brine shrimp and whatnot, and, and little ghost shrimp, and, and I forget what, which one we covered, but uh, they were selling for, for thousands you know, like 10 of them for thousands of dollars. And it was because people like this one attribute. And it's the same with purebred dogs. And it's it's somewhat, it's not really the same with purebred horses. I shouldn't say that. But with a lot of purebred animals, what it is is someone can do something very specific. They find a specific way to breed the fish. And so after you look up most expensive koi, then go look up koi and see how pretty they all are. How pretty your mutt is. Don't, these are, this is a very, it's a very, pedantic and, and you know, uh, connoisseurial world of pure breeding and things like that. Um, so this article sort of goes on to um, tell you the investment risks of it, of, you know, saying you can spend about 5,000 pounds making um, a, a, a koi pond, and, and you could win probably 100 or 200 if you're good at breeding. Um, but they talk about there being big losers, Um uh, you know, you, you, you're going to have to feed this for a long time. Um, costs can mount rapidly, says uh, thisismoney.co.uk. Um, a clay conditioner for the koi scales works out to 80 pounds for two weeks supply. Clay conditioner. What is clay conditioner? Is that for... Um, healthy fish can grow four feet over decades, and investors tend to go for... Um, examples with broad, broad, blunt noses, and uh, like, what does that even matter? Evenly textured. Um, but what is clay conditioner? I'm so sorry. This I didn't catch that in my initial reading of this. Um, I wonder if it's to condition the the actual clay of the pond, or is it to condition the fish itself? Um, okay, no. Definitely to do what with? Okay, no, it's a clay. It's a clay you add to the pond. I was like, there's no way people are rubbing stuff on their koi. Which, by the way, I say that. There's definitely a way people are rubbing stuff on their koi. Okay. Um, And they mention here the kohaku is the most popular variety. Um, These are the red um, and white spotted. They're the Benny patterns. Um... Very cool. Very fun. Uh, uh, again, a lot of this is pedantic, what they want to look for. Um, then here is uh, 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 the other side of it that I wanted to get to. And this is from smallbusiness.cron. Uh, 
.com, which, by the way, I don't know whether I can just do that, but .cron. It's in the future where everything's bleak. Steve.cron. Oh, we all obey Cron. He owns the internet. Cron, god of internet. Sorry to all of you who worship the internet for offending your religion. Okay, um, this was the other thing I was obsessed with. Pricing and finding your fish. You know, you, you, you want to talk, people always say those sort of things like, oh, someone will buy, this happened to me. I wanted a Fiat sign from a gas station. The person doesn't even fix Fiats anymore, he just keeps the sign. I, I go, what, what do you want for you? Oh, well, someone said they would buy it for 10000 Okay, why don't you go find him? Go find him. Pray to Kron and go on the internet and find him. Um, Smallbusiness.cron.com says, One option for selling your koi involves selling them at wholesale prices to dealers who mark up the prices and sell them to retail prices at retail prices to hobbyists and people who want koi for their ornamental pool. Another option is to sell the fish at retail prices directly to the people. I mean, you're starting your own business. There is no get-rich-quick scheme. Um, everyone's quoting each other, too, on all these, like, the most expensive fish, fishing fish, fish. Um, pricing them. So that was the next thing I wanted to, to cover here is how to price your fish. And here we're at another website that I have a big, big, big soft spot for, simicoy.com. It's exactly what I want all websites to, to... It is a common... says semicoy.com. It is a common myth to assume that because a koi is big, it is therefore worth lots of money. I would also assume that. I would also be surprised if someone didn't pay more for a bigger fish. I would also say that this common misconception is garbage. They're saying this is a common misconception? No. Big fish definitely get you more money. Um, Low-quality, inexpensive koi will get big just like their high-quality cousins. That doesn't make them worth anything more than what you paid for them. As I said above, one sentence ago, by the way, this website's nuts. As I said above, it's about the quality of the koi, not necessarily the size. The reason you will see a large koi sell for a lot of money is because breeders almost never sell their best koi when they are small. <sighs> I was hoping to read more of this without getting, like, flustered. But, like, it, 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 it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. What is a best koi? If they're big, then they're, they means they've lived a long time. It means they're healthy. It's nuts. They're all pretty fish. But this tells you how to, uh, you know, price your, your koi. Which, by the way, it's all nonsense. I recommend, if you have heard of koi, this stuff before and you made it to the end of the episode, and you really want to do stuff, this semicoy.com is the craziest, this article is nuts, and it says nothing about how to price your koi. It's crazy. Essentially, here's what I'll tell you about all these animals. If there's a group, the group has a thing they want to look for, look for the group. Um, I don't necessarily recommend becoming a breeder unless you can do it full-time for anything. I have often I wanted to do beta fish, wanted to breed beta fish, but then I felt bad about making them and not having homes for them, and that's already an issue, And you know, hobby-wise. For me, I would only be a breeder if I had the ability to make, to, to, to house every single one that I had, And which, by the way, I would do it. Sounds like a lot of fun. All right, thanks for listening. This was a quick, fun episode. I'm sorry if you've heard it before. I know I'm saying that really, like, regretfully, but people are crazy about koi. Okay, thank you for listening. And eat, eat, don't eat fish, or do, whatever. You eat koi. Let's find out next time. You can. You for sure can.
OurHeroComic.com. No feet.